Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned into episode 163 of Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's all about two guys that have never met in real life, living in very different sorts of places. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa, and my co-host is John M. Craig. Here I am, Colin, Red Bank, New Jersey. I am back uh, just for the weekend, first time in a while that I've—I don't know. It feels like a full weekend, but it's like taken over by the kids. What's that all about? So much going on. Um, I so I have Cameron. You know, Cameron just got his uh, probationary license. That means yes. it's the provisional. Sorry, provisional license. Same difference. It's uh, seventeen. Same difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you for using that expression, John Craig, uh, and referring to yourself in the third person, John M. Craig. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> um, it has been a stupid day. In that it's been going nonstop since I woke up, got out of bed around nine. Um, Cameron, so Cameron um, on Thursday, this is on Halloween, October 31st, um, he, his mom gave him permission to use his license to drive her car, which he's allowed to do, mm-hmm. um, between the hours of, I think, uh, 5.01 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. Really? There are some exceptions, right? If you, you know, if you like rural farming job, certain things, you have a dependent, blah, blah, blah. But you can only drive one unless you're with a ad- uh, licensed adult over a certain age. I don't know if it's 21 or 25. You can only be driving one other person. So he can drive his sister to school, but he can't drive his sister and the neighbor across the street to the same school. Okay. But he can drive his sister and his uh, small infant child. Because if they're a dependent or if my ex-wife and I were to die, I suppose, and then somehow um, he was the guardian of uh, his sister would seem unlikely. Uh, he could probably drive her and the kid across the street. So and then, of course, you know, if you do anything stupid when you have a, prov- you know, a, prov- a provisional license, it's going to cost you. They're going to take it away. They're going to suspend it. They're going to, you know, there's, and in New Jersey, they even had red reflective stickers that go on the front and the back of the um, license plate. And that's to let, let the police know that the kid is under 21, right? Mm, Now, people have fought this. This was a law that was enacted in 2010. I just learned about it. But anyway, so I'm like very, like, I want to know, Cameron, have you ever been in a car with kids who are 17 with the probationary license and been with other kids there? Yes, don't do that as a driver, right? So if I know he's going to a party and there's going to be drinking, I don't want him taking a car. Take Uber, right? So even if he tells me, he signs something, he swears to me, I don't want the car there. So for whatever reason, he ended up taking his mom's car with her permission, but it was going to be a sleepover. All the kids would go to the same school, and then the next morning they would go. Anyway, so he gets there. He does the thing. He locks his, you know, he's a type 1 diabetic, locks his uh, test kit in the car. And um, so he wasn't able to check his blood sugar, drinking whatever the, the, the girl who hosted the party. She took all the kids' keys and put them in a closet upstairs or something, hid the keys. Now, Cameron doesn't remember if he gave the keys to her or if she took them because he got there a little bit later than some of the other kids. Well... They wake up in the morning to go to school. Key is missing. There is only one key for that Volkswagen. The other, the spare key went missing. So 
you know how much it costs to get a replacement key made for these cars? This is uh, an electronic key, I'm sure. Yes, yep, yep, yep. It's I got a physical key yeah. that you plug it. You know, it's got the metal and it pops yeah, out and you yeah. stick it in. But it's still, you need to get the new key and then get it programmed. I would guess somewhere in the range of three fifty. That's about right. That's yeah. that's. Uh, I think the key itself costs about two twenty five, and then you know, then the programming is like one twenty five, something like that. So you're kind of right on. You just won both showcases, Conflin. <laughs> you get the Volkswagen Touareg and the key. Um, yes. So so that was a whole thing, and the next day, Cameron went to school, and and he had not tested his blood sugar. And it turned out it was really high. It was, I think, maybe close to 350, 400. He went to the nurse's office. Uh, she tested with the you know glucose monitor she had, and then he checked his ketones, which were high. And so you know that's that's a concern. So uh, it turns out my dad was going to go to pick him up and take him to the endocrinologist's office. Well, in the meantime, the school nurse and the school decided to call an ambulance and have him go to the hospital because. It's a school, and they're going to err on the side of caution, right? Sure. Right, so, right. so that happened. So my dad ended up leaving his house in Staten Island, getting to the hospital probably a little after 10, and I swear he was dealing with Cameron and all this stuff and trying to figure out if they could find the key, go to the house, get the car towed when they couldn't find the key until about 5, 5.30 p.m. So... So, like, a full day of, like, dealing with all of this. So that was, like, and I didn't deal with any of it because I was just on the phone trying to get updates from, you know, Cameron's mom, my dad, my mom, the kids. And it's just, like, fuck, I'm like kind of beside myself about the whole thing. I'm not upset or angry with the choice. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, so that's been a thing. And then I also found out, and I kind of knew about this, that Kylie was throwing is throwing a Halloween party tonight. So today, Saturday, November second, she's throwing this Halloween party. So her mom said it was okay. I knew it was okay. It was like I knew I was going to clean up the pool house downstairs and make as much room as possible. You know, take out my road. I've got my road bike on a bike trainer, and you know, move the couch to it's an L-shaped couch up against a wall so that it has more room. And and so uh, she texted me yesterday saying, "Dad, a lot of people are going to show up." I'm like, "What do you mean a lot of people are going to show up? How many?" 50? She's like, no more. I said, did you tell your mom? She's like, no, I don't want to tell her the number yet. And I don't think she wants to know the number. So, well, how, how many? She said, I'm like 75. She's like, no. And yesterday it was like 88. Now it's up towards of like a hundred. Well, she did something that was uh, a little bit odd as far as I'm concerned is that she posted Halloween party Saturday, November 2nd, posted her address and made a public Snapchat open invite. Really? Yeah. Now, <laughs> Kylie's not, now she's incredibly naive. She's like, I'm not popular or whatever. I said, you party Saturday night, pool house, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have kids who are going to show up. Kids are going to screen grab it. They're going to share it with other kids. So now she's got this whole list. And I think my ex-wife and uh, two of the other moms, two of Kylie's friends' moms, are going to be in the house drinking wine and doing their thing. And, and there's going to be a list. And I think Cameron's going to work the door. And then, you know, Cameron's six foot two something, um, like 205. Uh, so, I mean, but again, it's not, it's just one of those things where it's like, now here are these kids going to show up and they have one expectation. It's like a, 
so nice. There's, so, a, there's a young John Belushi somewhere oh, right now. Man, in well, and He's well, there's getting a, ready. apparently He's getting ready. so. And then I had heard that Kylie had there was this boy. Like I could, I called Kylie from the car. So I was running around. I got my work van. My car was in the shop. I think I'm gonna like kill the car because I'm not paying three to four thousand dollars on a 2007 car for my transmission. You know, so I don't think I'm putting any money into it. So. Got my car back. I'm driving the work minivan. Take my ex-wife to the Volkswagen dealership to pay for the replacement key. Take Cameron to his friend's house, which is really close to the Volkswagen dealership, to get his bicycle, his bicycle, and his mom's bicycle. So he's got a mountain bike. His mom's got this like hybrid, you know, road bike thing, and uh, they've been there forever. He does this all the time. He's not. He's a smart kid, but not always the most responsible. You know, you ask him to do something, it's like it's not a priority. Sounds kind of like uh, someone named John M. Craig. Um, so, <laughs> like Cameron, if you want to live in your ex-wife's pool house, okay, and have a shitty podcast that <laughs> m- a handful of people listen to, um, <laughs> then uh, continue on this path, sir. Um, so, so I, we then we come back and we're talking to Kylie, calling on the speakerphone. Now, Kylie's literally, I tell her, you know, you're in the car with the whole family. Hi, family, and she said. Uh, Cameron, who's the Divine family or something like that? They live in our neighborhood. And then they start talking about this. And then they're talking about this kid. And apparently there's this boy who's a junior, don't know his name. like I, and, and But the two of them are having a full-on conversation. So apparently this boy was like, you're, I know your friends with my, my friends who live in your neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. I'm coming to your party. And so she's, you know, this kid is like DMing her. And she's like, no. And like, she's like, this kid is weird, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, so great. Kylie has a stalker who may show up. This is fun. Um, I was like, fuck social media. It's kind of nuts. I'm running around. I'm getting crudite. I'm getting all this stuff. And I'm like, fuck, my head's going to explode. And I'm exhausted. And I'm just, and I'm about as manic as ever. And uh, I don't know what the reset button is. I mean, maybe this beer that I'm drinking, but I don't think it's going to help, man. I'm, I'm just, uh, it's a lot going on, man. So anyway, what's been going on for you today uh, over there in, uh, in Iowa? In Iowa? Well, yeah. what you I've been, been up to? Uh, baked a little banana bread mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of chilled and uh, hung some curtains. Uh, <laughs> cool. Just kind of hanging curtains and bacon banana bread. I've got the, the, uh, the, what, diffu- what? the diffusers going full blast. I've got, I've got lemongrass in the diffuser. It's, it's pretty chill. <laughs> you, did you did you meditate? Like what's happening, man? Uh, you know, I I didn't, but I but I did, while you were going through that, I, uh, other than the health concern with with uh, with Cameron, I was thinking that if you you used my mantra, you'd be you'd be a okay. This this would all just go it just would go past you, and you'd be smiling all the way. And uh, you you can use this if you'd like, but I, I've got this the mantra thing I've been using lately is is I just repeat in my mind. Not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus. Yeah, but uh, these are my monkeys, and well, it is my circus. The, the <laughs> it's my doing. All of that, the whole key thing and all that. I would have. Th- I, I, uh, so here, I'll, I'll give you an example of what goes on. Like lately, around the house here with the with the children, the children here. Um, so um, I've got the, the okay. The, there's this the trio of women. So you you've got uh, you know Rachel and the two girls. Uh, of course, girls are going to gravitate uh, towards their mother uh, more strongly than than a father figure, uh, as it, as it were. I believe at least for well, you know, psychologists might say I'm full of shit with that too. But uh, anyway, um, they have things that go on occasionally where um, I, I and now as they as they've uh, they've gotten a little bit older and they're they're I think. Uh, 
for all intents and purposes, uh, past the age of reason, and I think a lot of uh, your personality is, is pretty much formed by the time you're at least in middle school. Uh, you know whether they're going to you know be I think successful a child or be a, a, a good person or a bad person or all of those sorts of things. Uh, for all the uh, for all the hand wringing and and, and uh, you know things that we go through as parents, um, after a certain point, I think to some degree it's all for naught. Uh, in, in that I think. Okay. Okay. So this is. I apologize. It is distracting. I was very clear with Kylie, but she and her two or three friends are down there, and they're uh, putting chips into metal bowls, and uh, they're chatting like girls. So uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. So I thought it was on my end. I thought. thought No, no, it's not your end. Aren't you home by yourself? Uh, well, the, at any ish? point, somebody, some ish, yeah, yeah. The, the Tori's been working. She worked a split shift thing today. She's working for Papa John's, uh, kind of basically answering really? phones. Really? Yeah, kind of answering. Oh, at phones. least she's answering the phones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those kind of things. Do you get discounts on Papa yeah. John's? Well, she says. Uh, I think she does. Ah, they're having a good time. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think uh, she does, but we haven't taken advantage of that. And I'm not a big Pop John's person anyway. But okay, so this back to the not my monkeys, not my circus thing. There are times when things are going on where um, the, the m- mother and child are into, into some sort of a thing. And I used to feel like it was my duty to always interject a little bit too. It's like, you know, if, if you're the kid's doing something and they're, they're, they're being a shit about something and there's, there's some sort of a par- parental moment that's going on, uh, you know, Rachel would make her point and then I would go, and by the way, and I would try to add some, you know, I try to add, I'd, I'd try to stack something on, on that, you know, just to make sure that I was, uh, I guess, uh, being a dick too, uh, at some times. And then lately though, I've been taking the, 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 the angle in that, uh, it's like, um, this thing that's going on, this discussion that's going on is kind of between them at this point uh for the most part they the extra ad- additional layer of of uh and and i you know the 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 uh having parents in agreement is good i i i, I get that but you don't always a- have to add that extra layer of shit on so i guess what i've been trying to do is is uh back off a little bit on the extra layer of shit and sometimes like with the um zoe in, in as an example she's she's uh, closer to kylie's age um she seems to always be the one that's always coming up with the right now emergency, something that's that's going on. It's like she's got to go to CVS right now, you know. It's like and it's like eleven thirty at night, you know. It's something's popped up, some weird thing uh, that she's she's always got these emergencies that that are happening all the time, and uh, so I would probably interject in something like that. I'd be like, you know, can wait till tomorrow. I'd be you know, I'd be trying to add something to the conversation. Right, that Rachel's already you know having with her, and it, it just probably is not not necessary. So I'm just been trying to let some of that stuff. Chill. Well, I had a, I had a bit of that. more chill. I've had a bit of that with Kylie. Today. Dad, can you do this? And of course, Andrea doesn't have her car, so I've got the car, and you know, I had to take her to dance. You know, from two thirty to three thirty. You know, she hurt her back. She had the you know stress fracture in her lower back, so she's doing physical therapy, and she still has to go to these dance rehearsals to learn the two dances that she's in. So, um, but she's on top of that. She's like, Dad, can we go to? Uh, um, and I'm like. Get like we need horns and halos. I need horns and halos, and I'm like, what the fuck is horns and <laughs> wait, halos? Wait, wait. Or or can we go to horns and halos? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. She wanted basically, she wanted devil horns and a halo. You know what? 
That from, right there is a great name for a podcast. Horns and Halo. That's Horns right. It probably exists. It's. I hope it's one of the ones that Apple is like getting purging. So, anyways, so I was, the girl. I was thinking we could change the name of ours. This yeah. is this. Is, sorry to interject, but Horns and Halos is is somewhere. I, I had written this down as a, as a something to talk about here. I was thinking maybe uh, we could be a little more specific about some, uh, subjects on ours, just to try to pull in some like a huge audience. And I thought we could change our podcast to um, we could call it. The hot sauce and heroin, hot sauce and heroin podcast. Well, I, I think hot sauce and heroin is great. I mean, I've had hot sauce. I have come close to having heroin, or when I say having heroin, doing heroin. I said no. I said no, and I think I've told that on that story here. I said no to some hot sauce, but <laughs> <laughs> so wow. All right. Well, I'm gonna deductive reasoning tells me we'll uh, save that for a later date uh, after so episode two hundred. Horns and halos. She's got horns, horns and halos. Horns uh-huh. and halos. Which he hopes that's not going on at the party. It's the horns yeah. and halos party. <laughs> <laughs> so we we went to. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I I had whores and halos. Halo. Um, so I I I so I said to her. I kept saying to her, um, "Where where am I gonna? What, what are you talking about?" And she's like, "No, you know, like like you know, go to like the Halloween store." I was like, "Like Halloween Halloween Spirit Adventure Spirit Adventure Halloween," and it, it's called Spirit Halloween. It's yeah. those stores. There's like uh, a few hundred of them across the country. Yeah, they Basically, pop up. Yeah. if yeah, they pop up like so when the Sears goes goes out of business. Yes. Boom. You'll see a big banner go up, right in in September. You know, yeah, Spirit Halloween. Again, I kept calling it Halloween Spirit Adventure, and Kylie laughed so hard at that <laughs> every single time I messed it up. And then I was like, I don't care. I don't care what it's called. But so she wanted horns and halos. So I dropped her off at her dance, and there was there was a Toys R Us right down the road. Well, that Toys R Us has been closed for a while um, when Jeff Bezos put a headshot right there in the middle. Actually, they they fucked up on their own um, too. But but so I walked in, and I've been into this Toys R Us. I had been in this Toys R Us. Walked in there. They had these curtains up to make it smaller. And they still had stuff on the floor, you know, and they, they restaged it to get the 25% off. Yeah. You know, and uh, after today, it'll be 50% off, but I guess they keep it, or maybe on Monday, it'll be 50% off, because I guess this is a weekend, and they still have people going to Halloween parties, you know, because it's so close to Halloween. So anyway, so I go in there, I find I find the exact halo, headband halo, you know, it just goes on top, you know, kind of yeah, like Mickey yeah, Mouse sure. ears, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and but it's a halo, uh, you know, attached to some wire, you know, just sort of like a white garlandy looking thing you know, circular thing on the metal wire. And then I couldn't, they didn't have the headband with the stupid devil horns. So I ended up getting these other devil horns with these, these rubber devil horns that had like an elastic band that you can put on your chin or underneath the back of your hair and kind of get them at the back. You know, she didn't like those. So we ended up having to go to another place. And then, you know, then I ended up getting, going to the grocery store and there's just so much, you know. Uh, but, but she asked me for this stuff all the time and I always say yes, you know, and it's like urgent. It has to happen now. I mean, I get it. It's her party, but oh, I mean, you know, I, I sometimes it's hard for me to say, "Not my monkey, is not my circus," because she's my monkey. You just could look at her and think to yourself, "Horns and halos." No, mm-hmm. no. When I go in there, no, but I, I understand. I do. Yeah. So I, anyway, I again, it's it's eleven forty-five. The party thing. It's sort of like okay, this is a learning. It, 
a learning experience about the whole idea of parties, social media. It's like don't be so naive to post your address on a, you know, on a public post with an open invite. You know, yeah, don't don't do an open invite for a party. Curate the thing. Know what it is. Understand that throwing a party is stressful, yeah. and it's challenging to have fun at your own party. So you know, you there's think a level the of pressure. Kid is coming. Is the divine kid coming? So that's not the divine kid. That's the neighbor. I don't know if they're coming. This other kid was blocked. I don't <laughs> I, know his name. Kylie blocked him. Doesn't mean he's not coming. It doesn't mean he's not going to. From the conversation, I didn't see a picture of the kid. I don't know if they want to see a picture. She can't, you know, unblock the kid now. When you said divine, I was thinking, for for some reason, my mind went Corinne. That Harmony Corinne guy, remember him? Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking his son maybe because he'd be about old enough to have a have a child by now. He was this, oh, he, uh, he he's like he, I mean he's a, a few years younger than me. He's like forty four, forty five, I think. Yeah, he's this avant garde guy that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if he directed, he was the writer of Kids, the the street photographer, older guy, Larry Clark wrote it, and he wrote this movie with Chloe Sevigny was in it. Yeah, and, right, right, uh, right. And it was uh, it was a pretty big breakthrough movie. And then he's done Gummo, and uh, I I really liked Spring Breakers. Uh, he did something with James Franco at some point. Yeah, Spring Breakers with uh, James Franco. Yeah, and he ended and up getting kicked off Letterman. Letterman because yes. he stole he, he stuff out of somebody's Meryl purse. Streep's purse. Meryl Streep's purse. Right. So so actually, if anyone wants to go down a little uh, Harmony Korean rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I would highly, <laughs> I highly, I highly recommend Googling uh, Harmony Korine, David Letterman, and his appearances are so good. He's so all over the place. Like he's like a bizarro artist, but he has this dark sense of humor. Yes, and he, like, I listened to. I think I don't know if it was on on um, Mark Maron. I think it was on Mark Maron's podcast. WTF? He did a live one. Maron did a live one with Harmony Korine and James Franco, really? and it was really weird. And it was like they kind of. Day. Mark Barron kind of got annoyed and angry and it got weird <laughs> and then and I think it ended early and then he just did one with Harmony Korine and Harmony Korine was talking about this thing that he was doing for a while now there may have been a time where he went down a little drug wormhole you know like maybe maybe Sounds like um, was it uh, what hot was it sauce or heroin. heroin and hot sauce okay. I think it was I don't know I don't know that as a fact listen I don't know what was going on but he, he, he got, things got a little weird but I'm not sure you know but one of the things that he ended up doing um, after his first couple of movies, apparently he would do this thing where he would have friends follow him with video cameras and he would get into fights with people on the street. Like, oh, but seriously, as like slapstick. Hmm. His his friends and family got concerned about him. But honestly, it's crazy, but it's almost funny, right? It's like, it's next level Sasha Baron Cohen shit. Like next level, where basically you're going to do this thing, there's cameras, and you're going to goad someone on the streets of New York City in the subway. You know, like it would be just a random big dude, like a, a Wall Street dude, a woman. It didn't matter. And, and I was like, oh, my God, I want to see that footage. He actually went to Cuba and made something. Like, I really want to see the stuff that he did because it's like bizarro art. Like, fucking, he's just like crazy, but it's possibly funny. Do we know what he's up to now? Do you have any idea? Yeah, yeah. He directed He directed that movie. I forgot what it was called, but there's a movie he recently directed. I'd have to look it up. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, and it's like some oh, really? like island yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. movie. Do you remember this movie? 
I saw an interview, yeah, with, with uh, Snoop Dogg and, and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. man, that's so good. I didn't know he was involved with that. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so people are still giving him money. He's still, you know, kind of, all right. Yeah, all right. well, I don't know where the money's coming from, but uh, it's um, The Beach Bum is the name of the movie. On IMDb, it get, uh, gets 5.5 out of 10, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 55% on uh, Metacritic. Um, but, it, I mean, it... <laughs> It looks kind of. I might want to watch it. I don't like right. to watch movies much. I'll watch. I'll watch twenty hours of Ozarks or any other show, or you know, twenty four hours of of Succession. Yeah. But like the idea of actually going to a movie or even watching the movie on TV, if it's more than two hours, two hours and fifteen minutes, I'm like nah, too much of a commitment. <laughs> we, I did actually end up uh, uh, going to Joker. I went to go see. Oh it. yeah. So what'd you I think? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. It was one of the, one of the best uh, movies I've seen, uh, better movies I've seen in in, in quite a while. It, it mm. was, it's really was quite good, and I was glad. I was I was I was pleased uh, that it didn't get uh, really what I would call a comic booky. <laughs> It didn't, oh, no. uh, you know. No, 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 not at all. The like yeah. as a matter of fact, without without spoiling anything, you know, if you didn't know anything about the back Batman story and the Joker 75, maybe 85% of it, you wouldn't even have known it was part of the Batman's story. Right. If you you, you know, know unless that, you knew yeah. the Batman story and you knew some of the names and you knew if you if you knew it, you knew but if you didn't know going in what this thing was and there was just a movie called Joker, right? And there was no press for the thing. It's not until like the last act that you're really getting a sense of it. You know, because if you know the character's name and you know, you know, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Bruce Wayne. Batman. Y- y- you would know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a spoiler. Okay, so right. so if I ruin Joker for you, fuck you. It's the highest grossing rated R movie of all time, which boggles my mind because what else comes close? I didn't look, but it's Deadpool uh, was what it was what it passed. Which Deadpool. one? Deadpool, which was oh, uh, which was a comedy, oh, you know, oh, okay, okay. A Deadpool, so, Deadpool's a little. So to me, Deadpool's like kind of even though it's over the top violence, it's too much for me. Like that first Deadpool. The Pretty first funny. scene Pretty where funny, it's actually. brutal, yeah. whereas this movie, the there is some serious violence in it, but it's 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 peppered throughout, and it comes out of nowhere because it's so much more psychological. Um, I think Joaquin Phoenix was fantastic. Yeah, like, if he doesn't like, get a at least a nomination, he'll get a nomination. I I I don't know yeah. who he'll be up against, but he has to get a nomination. Yeah, I don't know who he'd be up against either at this point. It seems like, it, from what I saw, I mean that scene where, and I'm gonna here here is a spoiler. So, okay, all right. Um, the the scene where okay he has uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. It's our, our Joker. You. All right, Joker. Okay, so he has uh, he's just shot the guys, and he takes off out of you know running out of the uh, out of the subway. Wait a second, he shot guys. Uh, yeah, he shot you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was there. I didn't fall asleep or anything. Okay, cool. So <laughs> Three of them in the subway. <laughs> oh, I just wanted to down. enhance. I wanted to enhance the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, really? That happened? <laughs> um, all right, gotcha. All right, so anyway. Uh, they, okay, so he's down in the, he runs to the, he's, I guess this is a, a mm-hmm. bathroom that mm-hmm. he ends up in somewhere. Um, that mm-hmm. whole thing with the the way it's uh, with the way it's put together musically and then just with his his uh, little dance thing. It, to me, that mm-hmm. was the, the creepiest thing that's been on film since years. Well, I, I, it's yeah, very whole, much yeah. like Taxi Driver in some ways. 
Yeah, it's just right. Wow. Like you, you are you are so sucked into his mind and his delusions and his place that it's like, like honestly, it, it's there are points where it's almost like he's the only person. He's as far as I know, he's in all but three scenes, and even there's one scene. Okay, it's a flashback scene. I'm not going to say anything more. He's in the scene, right? Because it's like you're really seeing everything from his point of view and and so like when he's going to see a social worker it's so it's like so dark she's there but even the way like everything about it like the production design the lighting the 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 shots and how close you are in him sometimes with the exception of maybe when he's dancing or doing some things that you're like you can kind of see it coming like fuck like fuck i mean i like i I couldn't fall asleep during that movie. I mean, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was, I was like, I, I don't know that I ever want to see it again. But fuck, he was good. I think I would like to see it. I was. was There's talking, part of me that wants yeah. to see it for some things I missed. Like I was talking to someone I work with, and uh, he said something about the, like uh, the final scene, and I missed something. I'm not going to talk about it because I do not want to. I really, it's. I don't want to spoil too much. Um, it, it's, it's pretty damn good. Um, De Niro's good, but again, it's not about De Niro or his character. You know, it's all about that guy and his story. And it is so tragic. So you know? I was just thinking Leonardo DiCaprio would be, uh, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> okay. I just, my, my, I was looking at a text message just popped through. Um, anyway, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for, uh, once upon a time. No, right. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, he was really good. So you got that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Him. So there's two of them there. That are well, there's good. at least two of them, but there'll be more. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know what they are because I haven't seen a lot of movies this uh, this year. Um, now I am real curious to see this uh, The Irishman. It it rele- it was released in theaters yesterday, Friday, November first. It'll I think it releases on Netflix on November twenty seventh. Uh, right around Thanksgiving. That might actually be Thanksgiving Day, um, but I'm not sure. Uh, so, I mean, it's gotten really good reviews, critical mm-hmm. reviews. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, this coming week what kind of like audience reviews it gets, but I've heard it's a really good movie. I was surprised, um, Joker, that the audience reviews uh, in a lot of t- cases are higher than the critic reviews. And I think it's because the critics who saw early screenings of it probably, well. Um, Is that your phone that's, blowing that's up? That's me. It's me. Sorry. That's Jesus. all right. Well, who's uh, who's uh, who's uh, chomping at the bit to get in touch with Colin Flynn? Zoe, like I told you, her mother's not here, so she's like, uh, "Where is she?" Uh, her mom. Not, her mom is on the bed, the Bed Bath and Beyond, the Airbnb trip with yeah, the, she, with the girlfriends. Yeah, the girlfriends did this Airbnb thing. I feel bad for him because they they uh, they stayed at this Airbnb place that one of the other uh, gals had stayed with her husband had spotted this place out, and um, where where the, are they? Where's this? It's it's near some local lake thing. It's it's a couple hours from here but the draw to the thing was that there's this little lake apparently and there's a there's a deck that overlooks the lake and there's um even though it's pretty chilly uh here probably in the 30s uh they were still gonna there's a hot tub well they got notified a couple days before the uh, trip that the uh, hot tub was uh, was not uh was not working well and um so um 
the the lady called and said or or texted them and said um actually the the hot tub now she's decided she's just going to unplug it and shut it off and it wouldn't be working and uh she would refund them $60. This is on like a $800 like $400 a night rental and she's going to give them 60 bucks back mm, mm-hmm. for the because main. the whole draw the draw of this place is chill wine nice girl like we get yeah. and there's a fucking hot tub it's right, snowing right. it's yes. cold there's a fucking hot tub. Yes. Fuck that lady. <laughs> Listen to Zoe. Zoe says, uh, can you give me a ride to Ashland's when I get where? Home? Where is Zoe right now? Uh, she went to a speech competition thing at, at, at school. Um, so like a practice thing. Uh, she says, can you give me a ride to Ashland's when I get home? Uh, okay, never mind. I'll just have grandma take me. And then she says, wait, was that a yes? Because I had just done the thumbs up thing. I just, you know, on a little bubble, I thumbs upped it. Sure. Which is, means yes, right? When that, You're that replying means, from your watch. Yes. Uh, yeah, which just means yeah, yes. Yeah. And then she goes, was that a yes? You need to respond with actual words or I get confused. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's not a bad point. I mean, she um, is at, a, at this, what is it, a speech competition? Yes. Uh, she, it's good that, she, that you have a teenage daughter who wants to use her words as opposed to emojis, but you're replying from your watch while recording your podcast. Yes, I like emojis for replies. <laughs> It's a way fucking yeah, see, easier. I do too, but I like like there are new emojis when we upgraded to uh, iOS thirteen point two on the phone on the iPhone, and so they've got a parachute emoji, they've got a meteor emoji. I, I highly recommend recommend the parachute and the meteor, and and when you hit it, just one, and then you hit um, screen, and then they. I saw fly you. Up yeah, the you did that to me. I did. I did that to you. Frightened me. Frightened. I'm me. obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. Yes. I like how all the other texts and pictures and everything goes gray when you do a full screen. I just, it doesn't take much to make me feel happy, yes. but it makes, it also doesn't take much to make me really angry. So <laughs> maybe my I'm Joker. <laughs> <laughs> They're my monkeys. Not only are those my monkeys over there, your monkeys are my monkeys. Those monkeys, it's all my fucking service. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so the reviewers is what I was, I was starting to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the, the reviewers, I think, especially well the early ones, I think some of the early ones probably were triggered by the movie because I think in some cases um, it's hard for certain people, I think, to um, try to understand that sometimes when you're bringing something to light and um, pointing out an example of something, um, that it's not a glorification of that thing. Um, it's not necessarily a vilification, I, maybe either, but um, it's it's just, uh, okay, if, if there's all these underlying themes that people are trying to talk about with Joker, you know, there's, there's the nihilism thing and there's the mental health issue and um, the way we as a society, way, the way we treat people with mental, with mental illness and um, social media and they talk about nobody's civil anymore and all the political and antifa and incels and toxic masculinity and whatever the hell else i've heard people talk about with this um just because it's in the movie doesn't mean he's he's he's, uh he's uh glorifying it as a director it just means it's uh he's just trying to comment on society as a whole i i would say the opposite actually what would you right you know i i would say not glorifying at all i mean it's right right, basically you're basically taking this really dark comic book character right and you're sort of bringing this to life and you're it's like you know like the movie maleficent the very first maleficent sleeping beauty story yes i've not seen it but okay so there's a a sequel to it that i think is out now i have no idea but the very first one um i remember taking my daughter and you're like it's so interesting to take a, a classic fairy tale like that and really focus on this character you know it's a fictional character but 
and and from her perspective and point of view and to understand the motivation and where it came from and the pain and hurt that they that they experienced right so again it's not about justifying the actions of this individual whatever it is and again this is fiction but it really can open up your eyes about some shit like i don't know what the an- i don't think it provides any answers but you're like god i mean just avoid someone if there's a guy with green hair and crazy clown makeup get the fuck away from him even on halloween or maybe we should talk to him. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> How are you doing today? I think I know already. I think it's too late for me to be nice and friendly to you. There was uh, one guy that was nice to him, and it worked out for him. Oh, oh they, okay. One Don't guy stop. was nice. Stop with the spoiling <laughs> of the movie. Okay, because that scene was brutal as fuck. <laughs> oh, my that, God. That, that yes. scene was scary and brutal. Don't want to talk about it. You love spoiling shit. <laughs> Oh, anyway, do you know I who directed it? Because you know you don't know like Harmony Korine. You're like, oh yeah, I heard of that movie. No, I didn't know he directed it. You, you you're not always up on the directors. No, you know, not no no. And I knew the, I knew about that movie, and I, so, I and I remembered the Harmony Korine thing. Just uh, just right. I don't know why that stuck with me because he was so fucking weird. And I know he was, yeah, he was sure, just, he's totally he just, weird. But um, what about uh, so you don't know the director of uh, Joker? I've seen the guy on an interview uh, since I saw the movie. I've paid a little more attention, and, and uh, they asked, and one of the questions that was asked in the interview was, um, "Is this uh, if there is to be a uh, you know a follow up to this, uh, you know, another Joker movie coming from him?" Um, I guess potentially with Joaquin uh, Phoenix again, um, would would it tie into the Batman story again directly? Mm-hmm, and he, mm-hmm. he right. said, "No, definitely not." And he smiled, like they don't. It almost seemed like he, they've already. No, it's like they're already so, you know got it you know, the story. So you can't name one other movie that Todd Phillips has directed. Uh, I don't know of any other movies Todd okay. Phillips has directed. Okay, so Road Trip writer and director now road trip i believe has uh tom uh what's the guy from canada that had that weird show yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. mtv um, show yeah, you know, uh, uh, Barry Mar- yeah um, that one that yeah. one um old school you know old school right oh sure yeah, he yeah. wrote directed and produced starsky and hutch these are all pretty lighthearted. He things. wrote and directed <laughs> he did not produce okay um school for scoundrels wrote Directed and produced. Barat, he just wrote it, wrote the story. Mm-hmm. Hangover, uh, he he directed and produced. He did not write it. Due date, the next, the next, he he wrote, directed, and produced. Due date, Hangover Part Two, The Hangover Part Three, a movie called War Dogs, which I only know a little bit about, uh, and Joker. And apparently, he has recently said he is not doing comedies anymore because he doesn't. It's like the Chappelle special. He doesn't think that audiences can uh, can handle it. Right? right? They're too sensitive. Fuck it. I'm done. So, uh, yeah. So, Todd Phillips is no, like... He's no joke, but the movies that he made were over-the-top, ridiculous comedies. Well, yeah. And so Joker is a departure. I mean, Adam McKay, you know, the funnier die partner of uh, Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. he directed the pilot of Succession on HBO, producer on it. He did, I think he also directed that movie with uh, the Cheney movie, you know? So so I think there are some of these, and, I, and I, look, I believe that... Um, there are certain comedians and people who come from comedy that can do drama very well because of the range that, you know, like like Robin Williams. I like Robin Williams as a dramatic actor much more than I did as a comic actor. You know, Jim Carrey, I think, is fantastic as a dramatic actor, you know. 
But uh, yeah, I pay attention to writers and directors and all that shit. Not because I work in the business, just because I'm just like, you notice certain shit, you know? The uh, the only director that lately I've paid any attention to, and I don't, I've just kind of got, uh, fell down uh, a wormhole uh, a bit on him, is, and uh, I've seen him in uh, some, uh, uh, he's done some podcast stuff lately. Uh, is this Brian Grazer guy? Uh, Brian out. Grazer, the, the big uh, producer. Tall hair. Uh, Brian Grazer. He's got I the know. spiky hair. Yeah, but isn't he a producer? Isn't he a Ron Howard's partner? Yes, he's a producer, but he's also what podcast did written some stuff. He, he's been on, he's been on a few uh, lately. I don't know. He must be promoting something. Has he got a book yeah, out he, or something? He, he's the producing partner of uh, and and he he uh, does he have a book out? Yeah, yeah. he uh, what did he do? I mean, Arrested Development. That's his project. Like yes. he's done some good stuff. A Curious Mind. He wrote that. Um, I, I'm trying to think what else he's been involved. I mean, with. you mean a Beautiful Mind? Uh, uh, well, the, there's a book, A Curious Mind is what he wrote, but he also, A Beautiful Mind, he, I think he, he wrote that. No, he, either wrote he did, yeah. I mean, he, he, did, he had it. something to do with it. Eight Mile, he was involved with that. American Gangster, I think he wrote the story for that. Undercover um, Brother, Blue Crush, Eight Mile. and Ty- So again, I don't know what the role is here, but uh, I mean, he's a producer, um, but I'm not sure. He's involved with a lot of big films. Yeah, and this guy, so he's been on some stuff, and he's, uh, he, I, I don't know, he's... he's uh, he struck me as being a uh, a groovy dude. Uh, I, I got kind of a bromance on him here lately. I kind of uh, following his stuff, trying to figure out uh, what it was. Yeah, what's, I've, what's I definitely have heard an, an interview with him a while ago, but uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know a lot about him. He's, I had no no idea he was he was born in fifty one. He's not a young dude. He's been in this business for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he has, and he's got um, he's got some interesting ideas about how to just overcome. Uh, I think uh, shy, for him it's shyness, but uh, um, for me maybe it's a little more. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know necessarily that I'm an introvert, but I think sometimes I, I, I should uh, I should care more about speaking to people than I do. Uh, so um, what do you call that? Uh, somebody who's, uh, I guess, a misanthrope? Uh, I don't know. But uh, anyway, but his his ways of uh, he, he's got some some little th- things that he that he does to prep himself when he goes to parties, for instance, he, he, he thinks of a, a couple of things uh, ahead of time that he wants to talk about, uh, depending on who he's talking to. He has some subjects in mind before he gets there, and that's something I would have never thought to do. And so he he's, talks about some of these things. I guess that's part of these books that he's, that he's put out. Right, right. He's got some, yeah. And he, he's also almost like he's done a podcast because he's – He's recorded a bunch of this stuff, I guess, um, but he's never put it in podcast form. But he he does these. He's been really big um, for his whole career, even when he was uh, just getting started as uh, sort of a plebe uh, guy with a. Um, he was a law clerk for for some firm in in Los Angeles um, when he first started, and so he like delivered papers to people. He went around and one of the first uh, first people he he got to deal with was. Uh, um, he had to deliver some paperwork, uh, and it was uh, uh, Warren Beatty, is who he was supposed to go out and talk to. And um, Warren Beatty's assistant was trying to get him to give him the paperwork, and he refused. He said it has to be delivered directly. That's the oh yeah, right, right. I think I, I think I actually heard that story. Yeah, and so he ended up talking to Warren Beatty for like an hour and a half. And um, right. since then, he said he's kept up this thing where he tries to every every I think it's once a week is what his goal is. He tries to get this uh, um, thing. Where he talks to a lot of people that uh, he just he asks, "Can I come out and speak with you?" 
and he comes up with some sort of an angle usually uh, a little bit uh, i guess apparently to to get you know draw their interest in a little bit but he's had all these interviews with people um just to uh because it's, it's it's like a phobia of his, I guess. More, more he, he's very shy, and he's trying to lean into his shyness. He's just trying to um, find a way to to mm-hmm. expand right. his his uh, his mind, his his change his personality a little bit. And I think that's interesting. Ways right. right. I'll have to uh, I'll have to listen, find out a little bit more about him. Um, he. Um, yeah, I definitely heard a podcast about him years ago, and I, I think my takeaway after hearing the the podcast uh, was uh, was a positive one. And I knew very little about him other than he and uh, Ron Howard uh, started uh, Imagine Entertainment. Was, he was actually he was on Rogan. Now that I think about it, oh also, really? And he was on um, somewhere else too. Huh. Oh, I heard him with uh, Dan Harris. He uh, was a guy that. Uh, Dan Harris is the news guy. He's got uh, a podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, the meditation one, right? Meditation the ABC thing. News guy. The yeah. uh, I forgot the name of the podcast. Uh, yeah, me too. But uh, I heard him with uh, on that one as well, which was very different than the Rogan thing because Rogan's you know yeah. Rogan's more you know you know let's let's we're hanging at the boys' club you know we're at the yeah right right yeah. And uh, that's all, that's interesting when you when you hear there's someone has a book to promote or something's going on where they're doing the the rounds and the podcasts or TV shows whatever is that they can do such you know varying uh, interviews with yeah. you know, because of like the nature of the host of the show and where it's taken from that direction right it's it's yeah yeah you could tell with Rogan he didn't know he really had no uh, inkling of what he was walking into like he'd never listened to Rogan's show and uh, he had been prompted a little bit by his uh, he had said that his uh, his assistant had you know, kind of given him or, or some guy uh, that he is some guy that uh, is an exercise teacher for him or, or a trainer or whatever um, prompted him a little bit with some information about it sort of ahead of time but um, for the most part you could tell he really Ow! sorry oh shit a cork just popped me in the nose sorry bro <laughs> <laughs> I just I just busted open a uh, a beer, uh, sorry, <laughs> Oma Gang, Cooperstown, New York. Three philosophers and oh, one stuff. idiot. I'm the idiot. Okay, three <laughs> philosophers that. is is uh, that's some adult that's that's some adult alcohol. You've had this. You I've know about it. this. Yes, you have. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. A blend of quadruple ale and Belgian uh, Creek ale with cherries, and then it's nine point seven uh, percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's it's uh, uh, yeah. let's, let's at this point fuck it I hate being marketed to but uh, then again I own an iMac a MacBook Air uh, a I think I've got iPhone eleven in my refrigerator yeah here, yeah uh, to ponder the profound rich and complex this tour de force is a blend of quadruple ale and authentic Belgian Creek its malty depth and gentle sweetness in Enhanced by lively carbonation and a touch of cherry, the perfect beer for leisurely sipping and quiet contemplation. Warning, uh, be careful not to open the cork <laughs> while recording a podcast. It went right between the microphone, between the pop filter, and I really didn't think it was going to pop like that. It's a pop filter, you didn't realize that was out? No, it did, I, was, I don't know if there's really a warning on here. I, I did not expect that, um, but I was happy when I saw this the other night in, okay. in the Whole Foods. I was like, that looks good. I've had their beer. Uh, not this one, though. It's, anyway, sorry. Yeah. sorry. It's, have you <laughs> tasted it yet? No, no, I'm about to pour it. It's uh, it's yeah, it's stout. It's it's good stuff. I, I yeah, like I, it. I just finished a like a milk stout. 
Yeah, you, you, it's, not a, it's not a beer you'll drink fast. I, that's the least. That was my... my well, I don't want to drink it fast because, yeah. you know, we are winding down here and uh, soon enough there are going to be about 100 kids, up to 100 kids showing up here at the house. You don't want to be in the, the uh, Gen X guy upstairs yelling at them? No, no, I don't want to be <laughs> up here. I don't want to be trapped up here. <laughs> I'm going to go in the house and I'm going to sit with my ex-wife and, and uh, two friends of hers. Oh, um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's and and one of the friends is uh, Kylie's Kylie's friend, uh, Mia's mom, and I, I think her name is uh, her name is Linda L Y N D A, and Kylie had invited uh, her friend um, Mia to go to the Oliver Tree concert that I had gone to last Friday. I talked about it a little bit in that right, right, right. weird last episode phone call. We can get into that, but um, <laughs> so so I I was at work and I was back and forth with Kylie. She's in school texting me. And I'm like, last minute, I'm like, all right, um, I'm going to, and as I'm texting Kylie, then I'm going to contact Mia's mom. I was unaware that, that Mia's mom had already said, no, she can't go because at seven o'clock Mia had a tutoring session, you know, for the SAT or something. And if you cancel the same night, you have to pay the $50 or whatever you're going to pay for that session. So. I'm at work. I'm distracted. I'm texting Kylie. Kylie texts me back. No, she can't go. But I didn't see that text. And I call up and I said, um, hi, um, this is Kylie's dad, John Craig. Is, is, is this Lydia? She's like, no, um, it's actually Linda. Like, right, right. Andrea sent Andrea didn't send me Lydia. She sent me a contact with the correct name, but because it was L Y N D A, I my brain mapped it as Lydia. I'm like fucking stupid. And I was like, no, she can't go. <laughs> then I open my phone and see Kylie like, don't call her mom. She's not allowed to go. Fuck. Right. So this other woman is here is uh I wanna say it's uh Sandy. Sandy, I've met Sandy. So now it's like I wanna go in the house and be like, I wanna walk in and be like, Hey, how you doing? John, uh, Kylie's dad. Um, hey, Shelby, Lydia. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, fuck. Shelby and Lydia. How are you guys Shelby doing? <laughs> By the way, I think that's a new Netflix series. Shelby and Lydia. You ever had um, three philosophers? Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, you, so mean, I, you mean... No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go inside and I'm gonna have some of the crudite and and the expensive like cheese dip, the alouette. Alouette, yeah. uh, choose, um, and and sip on this beer and 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 hope that the party is not too out of control and that the popular kids didn't bring weed and. Of course they did. And, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> there's the little John Belushi. There's uh, Harmony Corinne's uh, son. Is uh, he's gonna bring a skateboard? He's gonna, uh, you know, it's it's all there. It's, it's ready to happen. So you do I an open. Party! You know, you get that invite. Boom. Yeah, it's like, um, right, so go. I totally, sorry about that. The, the the cork popping in my nose. I don't even remember what you were talking about. I don't either. I don't At least you covered that uh, when when we did the last podcast, which was really just a phone conversation between you and I using my <laughs> shitty AirPods. Um, yeah. And then you, and then you, you uh, did bookends around it. And uh, I replaced those, uh, just in case you're wondering or anyone cares, uh, the smoke detector, the combo smoke detector, uh, carbon monoxide detector that is hardwired with a battery backup. I replaced them. Uh, they're, they're rated for 10 years, but sometimes they only last eight years. And I think that's the carbon monoxide part of it. So they needed to be replaced. So it wasn't the battery. Just they needed to be replaced. So I, I went to the Home Depot last night on the way home from work, and they're both replaced. 
We can breathe easy now. We we can know. <laughs> we can. Yeah, carbon we can. monoxide um, is not yeah. going to take down. The As a matter of fact, uh, hold hold down the fort. I'm going to test them right now because they're both connected. <sighs> and hold on, you got to you got to you got to hear this. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to crank up there because it's it's a different noise though. It's totally different. It's, I'm going to test, and you're going to probably hear Kylie and her friends complain. Hold on, this is going to be fun. <laughs> right, it's an experiment it. in nonsense. Give me a moment. I'll be right back. I'm 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 over here now. Right. In the meantime, on the Hot Sauce and Heroin podcast, Beto is gone. He's he's quit. He's he's left the left the field. So I don't know who's next. What's the over under? Harris, Booker. Yes, Kylie? Shut up. What? Hold on one second. I'm recording my podcast. You're you girls have been... and you're, you're going to get drunk, and you're, you're going to fall down these stairs, like I saw in your podcast thing. You fall on the stairs, because you're going to fall. Kylie? Judgy. You are... Oh, so you're the devil, huh? You're the horns. Shh. Mia's on the phone with her mom, and you just started doing that. Well, I'm doing a podcast here. Shh. She's <laughs> Mia's on the phone with Lydia. Hold it down and do a podcast here. <laughs> She's like Mia's on the phone with her mom. Lydia? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, Lyndon is Lyndon here? L- Lyndon, Lyndon, that's the husband. Lyndon. <laughs> Lyndon and Lydia. Uh, <laughs> so, so do you, I don't know if you heard it. You probably couldn't hear because it was the one downstairs was saying, um, was saying fire, fire, and then it says um, carbon monoxide detected. It's uh, Kida. K I D D E. I think it's a French company. Everything's made in China, uh, and uh, it's uh, I don't know, based out of North Carolina. I was on the phone with them a lot, and I got them in Home Depot, and it was fun. Put them up. Everything was good. I'm and, glad to uh, hear that. It's it's uh, you know you know I I should probably do that around here. I did I did uh, a lot of other stuff today besides you know I did uh, yeah I did the banana bread. Banana bread is really easy to make. I've never made that before. Yeah, it is. It is. And when when bananas turn and yeah. when they turn, they are like fuck yeah. you. Yes, exactly. They're, <laughs> they're like a they turn on you like a 14 year old girl. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I I th- I don't think that I don't think that they can like with like avocados turn and that's ugly and oh, yeah. there's nothing you can do with it turned avocado except throw it away that is true oh my god all right i got somebody approaching my house right now someone's approaching your house do you know who it is Uh, i'm guessing it's zoe i got two dogs in the room here they're gonna start probably barking anyway um this is this is the the cross we bear here in uh here in the midwest so so when you were doing the uh whatever it is uh episode 162 you were talking about was it donnie james Yes, Donnie One Donnie Nut. Donnie One Nut. Yeah, Donnie One Nut. Yeah. I mean, if you have a name like Donnie James, it's kind of badass. It, yeah. You we, have really fucked up when your Donnie James becomes Donnie One Nut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what's up with that guy? He was, I don't know, like I said, the, the family was, uh, they, they, they didn't have, as they used to say uh, back in the old days, my mother would say, they didn't have two nickels to rub together. Yeah, so um, they were... Yeah, they, they struggled. Uh, the the James the James family did. Uh, right. But uh, is he still alive? You know, is that dog? I, I, is that said, dog I, over there? Uh, dog dog was uh, yeah. trying to go sit down. Get him, go. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know. I, I really I have I have no clue. And I would imagine there's lots of Donnie Jameses in the world. Um, I Kenny Coogan. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like same guy. Buddy with he's buddies with Kenny Coogan. There, they're like hanging out together. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I was thinking. Okay, so that podcast thing you and I both have uh, have uh, listened to uh, quite a bit. The the uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Where the where the guy talks to his sister at the beginning, and then he uh, gets these scenarios where somebody's looking for somebody from their past, and there's some he tries to stitch these stories together. Uh, the the Gimlet Media thing, you know what I'm talking about? Um, oh, are you talking about uh, Jonathan? Um, yeah, that guy. Heavyweight. 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 Is is there a new season? Yeah, there's well, yeah, there's been some new episodes. There's like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I, I just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's not for everyone. I no, wouldn't recommend him, but uh, yeah, he. Uh, I thought, I he... think it's really interesting. The stories are are, yeah. are well done. The way he stitches things together. The, the yeah. one with the, I was really fascinated by was because we had just been there recently. There's there's one where there's uh, this guy who, uh, when he was 10 years old, he had this, uh, I guess, a father who was, uh, I thought he lived somewhere around New York City, and uh, his father was uh, was kind of out there. It was, it was the 60s, and his father um, told him that uh, you should go visit your uncle in uh, like somewhere three states away and ride your bike. And so he rides his bike uh, from, uh, it's like Long Island to somewhere. And, uh, they go right across the area where, uh, we had just vacationed this summer. So they're out like in the white mountains and going across a, a, a very, uh, very hilly area to ride a bike to begin with. And then on sixties bikes, they had these, they had these piece of shit bikes and they were 10 years old. And, um, I said they, because it was, they, it was supposed to be him and his little brother, I think, uh, or maybe it was his older brother, but he and his brother. And then, um, there were two other kids that ended up uh, getting involved with the bike ride. They were uh, friends of uh, his mother and father had befriended a uh, a couple at a campground, and uh, the couple at the campground uh, ended up having um, some problems that summer. There you go. I heard the music from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, the friends at the at the campground that had sent their kids to sort of stay with them for the for the summer, and then these these visiting kids ended up going on the bike ride too. So they rode like three or four hundred miles on these bikes over three or four days. These ten year old kids, and then he said after the bike ride, these these kids that had shown up, these visitors for the for the summer, he actually couldn't really hardly even remember their names, but um, they had after the bike ride had had uh, gone back to be with their parents and he had never seen them again. So he had, they had gone on this epic bike trip together and then he'd never seen or heard from them again. And that was in the seventies. And so you know you you wouldn't have a way to you know you know exchange like email addresses or you know the communication methods we have now. But anyway, they ended up finding the guys. It was a fantastic story. Yeah, you know, Lizzie. So so uh, Gimlet Media is uh, Alex Bloomberg, who was uh, a reporter for NPR. He did he. he did um and he did uh, uh this american life so he sort of came up under um uh ira glass ira glass right and and so and then he had a, a show called startup right and so so startup was a podcast where he was trying to get money for this podcasting company right and at the time it seemed crazy and they followed his whole story and now he's sold the company to spotify right you know yes. and, and so and uh so he um so this show, Jonathan Goldstein, who I believe was also a reporter for This American Life and worked under Alex Bloomberg, has this show. And so, so in in episode in in season one, one of the earlier episodes, there's one called Gregor, and usually it's the name of a person. And what he's trying to yes. do is reconcile a, a relationship between two people, yeah, ex friends, uh, family, years, years ago lovers, kind of yeah. 
whatever it is. And and they're they're sort of similar to this American Life type stories, but a little bit more personal. And because of Jonathan Goldstein's personality, he's such a part of it. Because every episode it tends to open up the same with he and a friend that he's known for a long time, and he has a very over the top exhausting personality. But it's funny if you like that kind of thing. He sounds like he's from New York. He may live in New York now, but he's right. really a, like he's a he's a Canadian Jew. You know, who you went to summer camp and whatever. And, and it's just, he's, he's very nebbishy and ridiculous. Yes. And a lot of times he talks to Alex Bloomberg. It's very funny. So there was one episode with Gregor. It's 20 years ago. Gregor lent some CDs to a musician friend. The CDs helped one. make him a famous rock star. Yes. Now, Gregor would like some recognition, but mostly he wants his CDs back. And that guy was Moby. Yes, right. I love so, that one. Yeah. yeah, that one's great. I mean, honestly, I haven't listened to a bad one. I don't care what the story was. Every single angle was really good. And it's like, I think they can go on forever. But I mean, it seems like it's a lot of work to put these things together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You and, know, and, and they range, the length of them are, I think, anywhere from like 25 minutes to about an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't even know. I haven't been listening. I'm glad you uh, pointed this out. It's made me uh, think I'm, I'm of, of people in the past. That I, I thought about that and I thought, who would I want to, if I was going to have them do that show? For me, is there somebody that I would would go like, um, I remember when I was about, um, I was probably about 12 or 13, there was a girl that in this little town that I lived in, there was this family, the, the Hobson family is their last name. And anyway, they had this, um, this cousin, um, of, of theirs that, uh, showed up for the summer. She stayed there for the summer and, uh, Really, uh, she's you know as a twelve year old, and uh, she's she's a little bit older than the than the the their, any of her cousins were. So her, like the oldest kid in that family was probably like ten years old. You know, she was coming to visit, and she was twelve. So, and she's a girl, and the oldest kid in that family that she was visiting was a boy. Um, so anyway, she shows up, and she's in this small town, and we played uh, kick the can a lot in this in this small town. All the kids that were around, this this uh, I call it kind of a street game kick the can there was there's a lot of kids that would show up and, and play this this street game and uh she was around all the time so anyway she and i ended up hanging out all summer like uh it was almost like a boyfriend girlfriend thing or, yeah, or, right, or, right, or right. Really what, how wasn't. old were you i was 12 you okay. know so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i remember i can remember she had blonde hair she had brown eyes which was uh, kind of uh not common uh brown hairs brown, brown eyes and, and and blonde pretty blonde hair and she had this little smattering of freckles and she was just a she's a uh, attractive girl right, for a 12 year old and uh my 12 year old uh, brain was quite spent with her and we we like I said we spent this whole summer she would come pick me up and we'd ride her bikes and we'd go do this kick the can and she kind of had she led one team and I led the other team and um, it was just this big thing and then she moved back to wherever she went and uh, to this little town where she she lived it was a couple hundred miles away and I never talked to her again I can't even remember her name how how, how long was this period of time how many like uh, summer it was a it was a summer, and she it wasn't there all summer. She was around for uh, I would guess maybe like six weeks, something like that. She was around, and and, uh, and have you ever Google have you ever Googled her? I know because I don't I don't really remember. I remember their name, but I'm not sure that was her last name necessarily. I don't know. And and do, do I re would I really want to? That's what I'm saying. Is like when I look back at certain people that um we you, you were around a lot and lost track of, or you had some kind of a weird story with um. Mm -hmm. um who would you look at? I, I'm not sure she would be the one. She might be, but no, I, I don't know. It's but it's an interesting. It's, it's uh, I worry about that and uh, daylight savings time. <laughs> 
Well, which is which is tonight, which means we uh, we fall back, which means we get another hour. Yes. Um, I don't know how to use that hour. I think I've already done it. I think I've used it here. Um, <laughs> Three and, philosophers, probably. Yeah, uh, well, that's what I'm drinking. It's so good. It's it's really quite good. Are you going to bring one over for uh, Sylvia? And I only have room? one, and if I were to buy more, I would need my son to drive me over to Whole Foods. Maybe you can get uh, one of those ladies to drive you over. Just I may do that. Maybe you can get I them may. to buy. Maybe you should walk in, toss some money on the table. It's yummy, and, delicious. And say, you can say, hey, this, this stuff's hey, good. They got it at Whole Foods. Hey. Tell you what, let's get some more. I, I'll buy you fly. And you just throw, throw some money <laughs> I'll buy you fly. Hey, by the way, you you uh, did you listen to uh, episode 162 of our podcast? Because I listened to the whole thing. It's the first time I think I've ever listened to an entire episode. I don't. Okay, I feel like I did because I, I heard the conversation that we you heard our conversation a second time yeah, a second and you pointed time. out, but, and I'm so glad that I'm not the only one that doesn't listen and, and tune out. So right. thank goodness. No, we probably are. Yeah, I should. Yeah, we're both guilty. Uh, I should because I'm sure I'd hear nah, myself. Nah, I, I believe you. You've missed nothing. I swear to God. You there's if you're listening right now, it's okay. If you've gotten this far, thank you so much, and uh, you really didn't miss much. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.